am Bethany. And I'm Juanita. And together we are Soul, soul to soul. soul. Hey everybody, we are enjoying a Friday night of ice cream. Ice cream! The guys are watching some sports, so if you're a little bit of rowdiness in the background, don't worry, we are safe. I think. Unless <laughs> <laughs> their team is losing. Yeah, unless the team is losing. I don't know. There's craziness going on around here. Okay, so let's get right to it. Oh, there's marshmallow. Well, that's what Rocky Road is, my dear. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're always being learners. Love it. <laughs> if you um, haven't seen us before, we're over on Facebook, Instagram, over on TikTok, and right here on Anchor Podcast. You can actually go over to Spotify, go to Podcast, find us down over on Soul to Soul Life Coaching, and listen to some really funny but revealing and interesting, helpful, I hope, um, podcasts over there that we've done in the past. So let's get right over to today's quote. It says, be brave enough to start a conversation that matters. Now listen, let me give you the extra boost. So it says, many times there are things that happen in life and we let it just pass by. Then another and another until you're buried in conflict, sorrow, resentment, anger, etc. Have those hard conversations. If others don't know, they can't fix it or understand. If they do know and choose the same behavior, the conversation will be short and sweet. Bye. Once you know the difference, you can get excited about your journey, possibilities, are everywhere so it says scroll down to join our community so stick with us let's get into some of those brave conversations I do want to say with school coming back Juanita and I are both school teachers and it, it, let me tell you getting back to school has been not a conflict it's just been so unique after pandemic for a few years, the very beginning of the school year has been really super exciting. Um, in my school uh, specifically, as you guys know, if you've been listening long enough, um, I work uh, in a special day class. We've been super inclusive from day one. That, as you know, is super exciting if you work in special ed. And those were those hard conversations I've had working at this school for, I don't know, seven or eight years now. And it's really tricky because if you don't know the laws, if you don't know what we're regulated or federally mandated to do, it's really tricky. As a special ed teacher, we have to know those things. And if our administration is not in the know or they don't have that bigger understanding, it makes it really hard in a conflict we're trying to advocate and do the best for our students of what we know we need to do. And then you have those hard conversations and sometimes it doesn't happen right away. It's not a, oh, we're gonna do this right now. Because it has to be a cultural trend um, and not even a trend, I'm not trying to say that. It needs to be in the culture. So, um, and this little information comes from watching uh, Yana Van Zandt. If you've ever heard of her, ever seen her, she's got some really great wisdom. I love her. Um, it comes from, if the head of the fish is in charge, 
of the middle and the tail, that's what they do. So if the head of the fish was not promoting and um, advocating for the special needs and for those next big steps that we need to do, it's really tricky to have um, the rest of the fish follow along because they're just doing what the head tells them. Um, it's really been kind of great in the last couple years um, just having these really great um, conversations, not just with uh, the general ed teachers, with the counselors that we have new on our campus. I'm so excited. We have, uh, we've had two for the last couple of years and it's super fun with the administration, with everybody. You talk to the, from the janitors to, or the custodians to the, um, cafeteria staff to all the other pet parents. It is amazing, the transformation. And I think, I don't always just talk about our special ed, but it, it's a big part of our life right now for me, because I think the inclusion set me back 100% as the administrator pulled me in the Monday before school started and said, hey, we do have some other kiddos in some of these classrooms you're going into that might need some help getting boosted in the morning. Are, are we able to do that? I'm like, yeah. Uh, are we sending our kids in day one? She's like, let's go for it. Let's see how it works. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I realize sometimes it comes on the tail of other things. I guess when it actually happens and the culture sees that it works the most amazing part is they've been given those opportunities and a new journey for those kiddos it makes my heart so happy we this is the first time i think in my career in this kind of um special day class type that we are not in our classrooms for the first 30 minutes we are in general ed classrooms pushed out and included with these amazing teachers. So I'm pretty blessed where I'm at, for sure. And I know Juanita has no, just I was started. I because you were talking about conversation. And oh yeah. The, well, Bethany's had those conversations with her principal administration about including all her children, or the students, not her children, but you know what I mean into where they need to be included. You know, they need to go to their homeroom class. I mean, but it's about communication. Mm -hmm. You're telling them this is what they need and they're listening. And that's just like in a marriage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, don't pile, I'm side note. They call me side note, sidebar, two cents. I call her amazing, but whatever. Oh no, but. <laughs> Back to the communication when something is not, you don't like when somebody does something to you, whether it's spouse, friend, neighbor, and you just resent that person because you're not telling them, hey, X, you're doing this or whatever. But then you just keep building and building and building resentment. That's what, I'm just going off of it with Bethany and Bethany. Anyway, and, go ahead. And those things do happen. And I think what happens is when you continually stand up for what you believe in and you handle it appropriately, in my world, I took not the, not the crumbs they were giving me, although that's what I felt a little bit inside, 
But when you take some of those crumbs and you start building up and building up and building, and then it becomes this, what we are experiencing on our campus now, because they've trusted who I am, what I'm about, and that I'm not going to take away from other students, it's not gonna be a burden on the teacher that we're supporting everybody on campus, mostly the students whose rights are no longer being violated. And I know people are gonna be like, how are the rights violated? There's tons of information on it. And God bless the, the principle that I have, because that was really tricky. And when you get to those hard conversations, nobody wants to hear those. And it may take three, four, five times or years to really have them understand or have anyone who you're communicating with understand, hey, this is something I stand up for. This is something I believe in. This is something, in my case, that I'm talking about. It is a mandated, these people got together and said, these are laws, we're not gonna discriminate against this population. So we need to do A, B, and C. And it is with anyone you communicate with. Now, if you communicate something to somebody and say, hey, I don't like that you did that. Oh, you're not gonna respond the way I want? Oh, this is not gonna happen the way I want? Mm, peace. That's not what it is. It is if you believe in that, you keep that conversation open. It may take a few times for people to really process and resonate with what you're talking about. And I do this with my husband a lot, because I can talk every moment that I'm alive. Oh, wait, I, I can talk somebody's ear off and I don't even care. I'm like, what was I talking about? And they're like, I don't know, there's 10 things. I literally will say, I know that was a lot that I gave you. Break it down. Here's what I would like to talk about maybe in 20 minutes. Go ahead and process it. Hey, tomorrow we'd like to talk about just front-loading people so they're not taken off guard and then they don't impulsively say something just to not have dead air. And I, I think a lot of times when we start talking to people, we want to answer right now. And I'm guilty of that. I believe if we start preparing our partners and our friends and our coworkers and our people uh, just that come in contact with us, we prepare them for, here's where I'm going with this. I'd love to hear your information and I'll give you some time, I'll come back to you. I think that's super important. And maybe that's just the, the monologue that the teacher was, hey, you're not quite sure yet? It's okay, I'm gonna cut back to you, have some think time, and I'll get back to you and go check in with some other kiddos. And then come back to that student and give them an opportunity to hear other ideas. It's the same with our world. Give back to somebody. Give them some time to understand and kind of go know what's going on and then experience how they feel about it. Because they may not know. They may not know how they feel about it. There's a lot of things. Um, I don't know, I've been, oh my gosh, I've been married almost four years now, this time. I've been married oh. almost five, four years, I shouldn't say it like that. Um, you can go back to her story. It's still, <laughs> it's still tricky, like, it's to have that understanding with myself that I had a conversation after my last divorce. I was not going to get married again. I'll have a relationship, but mm, didn't want to get married. 
So I, I still struggle with, why do we have to get married? Like, what's the big deal? Like, we're still here. We're still doing the job. Is this a piece of paper? Your word is, is your promise. I shouldn't have to write a contract for that. But, you know, it's all right. It's, but I think we just all have struggles, and we still all need to understand where people are coming from. Dave and her husband <laughs> said, "No, I want to marry you. Make I you want a, to marry uh, you. What is it they say? Uh, a prisoner? <laughs> no. <laughs> no <it's... laughs> oh, I cracked myself up. I don't oh, have prisoner, but gosh darn it! Now I'm off track. Apology." <laughs> Oh my goodness, okay. Back to the It's gonna come to you. Blurt it out with you. Honest woman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You caught me at 51. I'm not an honest woman by then. I guess I should be okay. It's fine. Oh no, my love. We're going to get married. We're going to get married. This is gonna be fantastic. It's been a ride for sure. But, okay, so I. It no. just comes back it's, with having those hard questions. Because you have to have the hard questions like yes. before, you know, because Dave's never been married before. Mm-hmm. And then Bethany has an ex-husband, so, and she never wanted to get married, and he was in it for the long haul. Bethany's <laughs> all like, I'm just going to have some fun with this one. <laughs> it was really, it was really tricky because I'm like, yeah. You spend the night one night, but you gotta go away. Like, you can't be here. Like, <laughs> get dick to you know. <laughs> that happened for like a year. Like, I'm like, yeah, go away. Yeah, you're gonna pay for dinner tonight? Yeah, I'll go out. Other than that, no, don't call me. Like, anyway, that was, it, it's been a good thing, but you do have to have those hard questions and with yourself. If things aren't going right, you, you really need to do that inner soul looking because it may not be your partner, it may be something that you're still holding on to some of that resentment, some of those anger pieces that you can't or haven't let go of yet. Some of those things that you're like, I want it this way and it can't be this way. And there's nothing you can do to go back and change it at all. And, you know, and, and that was kind of tricky. A couple of years ago, I was going to leave the district and the site that I was at because- Not Yeah, not my husband. Because of these things that were going on and, um, it was really making me sad that, you know, we, we, we put people in a box and, and I'm talking about my students right now, but it, it can be anybody. You put them in a box and, and then they're confined to this box of ideals that we put onto people or put onto them. And um, then they don't, never really have their freedom. Now, since then, since that, those times, I, Myself, I'm, thinking, I'm talking about my kiddos in, in the elementary school. I have students from my caseload who are fully included, and I think there's three now. Someone went to the middle school. I have three fully included kiddos, but no issue. Another one's headed there to, uh, Monday, so I'm so excited. She gets to be fully included, still supported, um, as they're kind of working through their steps. Uh, and we do check in on other kiddos. We have to give those opportunities. We have to open the floodgates just to let them experience stuff. 
even no matter who it is in your life, even if they have a meltdown, even if they have a breakdown, it could be you having the breakdown, it could be your spouse, it could be your friend, it could be your neighbor, it could be, you know, the person at the cash register. You have to understand, don't take it personal. Unless you've done some sort of harm or you don't ask the question, is it me? How can I fix it now? Not what can I do? You can't do anything. Like, how can I fix it now? What behaviors could I change to make this thing not happen again? Because as we all know, I think men are just built a lot of, let me fix it so it doesn't hurt anymore, so you don't have to bother with it no more, let me just fix it. And it's it's not that, It's it needs to be, or let's make a change. It. Yeah, let's make a change. Like pretend whatever it is didn't happen. No, I'm not having a problem with you. Yeah. You know, the way you chew your food. Yeah, but so I, they, yeah. and then we take things so personal. We take everything so personal, and whether it's at your job, any place that you are in your in your being, it just needs to be. Have you? You're looking in the mirror. This is always my go-to. If I look in the mirror, have I done right by the people I've connected with in some way today? If I can say. 90%, yeah, because we're all 10%, we're all 10% bullshit. So we all get to have 10% of asshole, 10% jerk, 10% whatever you want to be. Just don't hurt people, like that's a big deal. And I know that I'm 90% almost daily on a space <laughs> where, who said what? The same BS in there? Mm -hmm. You better stop it, stop it. No, we, the, yeah, anyway. <laughs> I in 90% of my day, I'm saying good morning to people, I'm saying good morning to my parents, kiddos I don't even know, parents will look at me like, who are you, what are you all about, like who are you talking to, you know, we walk around with our little <laughs> radios like we're in the secret service, I swear, my team, because we, we're always in different classrooms, so we just need to stay connected, so it's kind of funny to see. But then you see all these people light up, and on Fridays I wear socks, so I was encountered by five or six people today. Wear socks, crazy socks every yeah. Friday, every Friday, and somebody that I a new pair on campus I don't remember meeting quite yet. She's like, "Oh my gosh, I love your socks. They make me happy." And I'm like, "Bingo, you've made my day," because I wear them. They make me feel fun and different and out of my box and letting the world know this is okay like we can this is okay you can be different and it's fine and i've done it for 27 years now I missed one day out of 27 years i've missed one day of a friday i even do it during summer school when it's hot um and then she's like wait don't you wear them for you and i'm like nope i wear for everybody else mostly because if it makes somebody's day happy it just makes me happy and um right and then in that case you can do something not anything major just to make somebody happy yeah. like i am a jokester and, yes yeah and i'm funny sometimes <laughs> <laughs> and you know i make the other teacher i work with laugh she goes oh you're so funny and you know what you're right i'm funny but it makes me happy mm -hmm. and we get a chick chuckle out of it We'll get to decompress and then we move on. No, because sometimes, even in the worst of the worst, there's something great that's going on 
even in that darkness, there's something funny going on. Even in that darkness, there's something. It's something you just have to be able to move on and we have to figure out how to do all that. And those are those hard questions, no matter what it is. And I know there are some things that we all have that we need to open that closet and go, hey, you know that question of resentment? I'm gonna pull that out and say, why was I resenting this person? And then go ask that question of, why are you resenting this person? Ask the question. I know with um, my ex-husband, it was, you know, why, why would you, there was no reason to lie about A, B, and C. Like, because it takes somebody else's power away. And I've asked him that a couple times over the years. <laughs> we have all the cats hanging out by us, or one no, especially. No, they're Bethany's cats. Well, that's what I said. My I mean, babies. cats are nice, but Bruce doesn't like them. Mm. I mean, okay, I'm sorry, he does like them. <laughs> he was raised with cats, but he decided to. No cats. No cats, dog only. So when you, when you go into your closet, because here, here's the bottom line, friends. You have all this stuff in your closet, resentment, hate, anger, um, misery, whatever. You could have all that stuff in the closet. Nobody else cares about it because they're not thinking about it. They're, they've moved on. They don't know it's affected you in some sort of way until you tell yeah, them. Don't let somebody else's yeah. uh, you need to a bad vibe affect you. Yeah, and I shouldn't say need. I, I know there's some times that I've carried and I know I've said it and and when he was like, what are you gonna do about it now? Like, and my husband said, like, what are you gonna do about it now? Like, how you're feeling and allowing this to mess up your day from past stuff. I mean, you can learn from those things, but don't let it come into your future and muck it all up as soon as you open your eyes. Like, the other person on the other end of that crap is not affected. It's just, they're, they're my experience. They're not affected. I had some really crazy things go on. Those people are not affected. They don't really care. Like I'm still healing yeah, from why past is she trauma. Wasting her energy. Yeah. So instead, when those, they moved on and they don't care. Right. Exactly. They don't give it a two cents. You know. Right. So why are you just taking your energy and making you feel bad when they are living life like their best life? Right. Don't let somebody. And I think you have to flip it. I think you have to say, yes, let me open this closet. And if you have the capabilities to say, hey, person, blah, 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 they can respond however they can respond. But you put it out there and it's no longer yours. You gotta clean the closet. And it's not a spring cleaning. It could be a daily cleaning. And for me, I don't have that um, connection with the people that have done some things to me. I don't choose to have a connection, so I can't have some of this stuff cleared up. So in the last literally six months, I've really been working on that self-talk and saying, what happened is not affecting them. You're the one that's being affected. How can you clear it up for you? Because it's going to be an apology you never receive. So how will you clean that up for you knowing that part? knowing that those next steps aren't can't be cleared up but you got to take care of it for yourself then you ask yourself those hard questions does that thing that happened 10 years ago does that still matter 
No. It was painful at the time. It was hard to work through. I'm here, done. And I think I've said this to Dave a couple times, like there'll be a couple times I'm like, this is the worst, it feels the worst to me. He's like, worse than then? He's like, what you told me about then? Yeah, because I survived that. I survived all through that, and now I'm here struggling with this thing I have in front of me. The other suspect survived. Has been. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he could be a challenge no, sometimes. It's okay. Sometimes we're I all think challenges. Sometimes he's a challenge just because he's never been married. Well, well okay, I'll give I him mean, some. Of that. I had a serious relationship, but it wasn't like Hey, you spend the night here. You're gonna, you could spend 365. Yeah, this. yeah. So you just no, have to be yeah. one of those things where you have to have those. And sometimes I'm just like, dude, thank you for telling me you love me. I can't hear it every five minutes. It it will overwhelm me. Like the codependency piece is like, wait, I've already lived that kind of life before. I don't want that. Like that's not what I'm needing from you. You know. Putting my granola bar out is the biggest I love you I can ever feel. You know, he washed the sheets and remade the bed and with all the cool stuff, that's the biggest I love you. The I love you's don't really matter until you have action behind them. For the most part for me, that's just, that's for me. Other people probably want to hear it constantly. It, it actually is um, a sensory overload for me. And, and I've recognized that and those are those hard questions those hard conversations because he is super lovey and I'm like yeah, yeah I, I, stuff too. and I just can't have that so like let's tone it down and meet in the middle and kind of come to a con you know a conclusion of this is what we're gonna work on like we'll work on it so okay, my husband used to be touchy to Billy too when he was younger but I think <laughs> <laughs> he's so old <laughs> We've been married quite a bit. Quite They've a been married for quite a while. <laughs> so when he was younger, he was all handsy. It's like pro. Yeah. I manhandle him. I think because he can't run very fast anymore. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So he had this moment. Let's do a little summary because there, there's a lot of chuckles in here. It could be the ice cream. It could be it's Friday night. I know. <laughs> Friday night, getting our party on. Woo! Woo okay, that's a party. <laughs> so here's, here's, here's the nuts and bolts. Have a conversation. If you're not sure how to have that conversation, write your big, the big three. Why are you having the conversation? What will you say? Oh, this is the hard one. Be a Q-tip. Quit taking it personal. If someone's going through stuff, you just may be their vomit bucket. And understanding that may give you a little relief of whatever you got left in your closet to chat with them. 
still got to give it back. That's their business. Like, that's not your business to hold in hand all, as long as you are. Don't be doing that. Um, because you could have a little bit of suffering. And, and I am a prime example of holding on to some baggage I didn't need. And once I really consciously, effectively let go, I feel better. And I felt better. Does it haunt me still? And do I still have those little twinges of, absolutely. That's gonna happen because that's part of your life and part of the power that you can control or wasted time. We all have those pieces and that's okay. I saw a gentleman do a little um, snippet on TikTok and he literally said, it's okay to be angry for five minutes, be pissed off, yell, scream, cuss, whatever you got to do, mm-hmm. and then move on. And not yeah, move on, move through it. That much time yeah, because there's there's so much time that, that we waste and when there's so many other cool things to do and, and more productive stuff to do. So make sure you have your big three. Why do you need to tell this person how you can do it and be a Q-tip? And then let us know. Let us know. Continue chatting with us, checking out our Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Leave us some messages. We'll send you some swag. If you give us your address, we'll give you a couple little pieces of swag on its way to you. We'd love to have you as a guest. Just let us know. Oh, I don't know. I think we'll just leave you with have a conversation. Stand up for what you believe in. Stand out because you're unique and you're wonderfully you. You will make a difference. And until next time, everybody. Peace. Keep it soul to soul, friends.